Welcome to Max Storm Business Coaching for the Health and Fitness Professional Podcast, where you will hear and learn tips, tricks, and marketing secrets that will allow you to build your business from ordinary to extraordinary. Visit us at maxstormcoaching.com. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Max Storm Coaching Show. I welcome you to episode two of season one, and I thank you for taking the time and spending it with us. You have a lot of choices out there, a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows, a lot of books, a lot of ways to learn, and I appreciate you being on the show with us. And if you do have questions, you have comments, I always ask to please go out to maxstormcoaching.com and send us any questions you might have. If you like the show, or you have, some, again, some comments or questions, send them over to through iTunes. Uh, give us a rating. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you want to get every episode. Um, and today on the show, we are going to talk about something that is super important. It's, it's one of the things that um, I struggled with when I first started my businesses. And a lot of people uh, need to do this and reevaluate. Even if you've been in business a long time, uh, it may be something that you might want to look at and try to implement this, even though you may think that you know your target market. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about why you should choose a target market, how to narrow that target market down, and why it's so important to do that. We're also going to talk a little bit about how to tell people what you do uh, for a living Who to that target market. We're also going to talk a little bit about why it's so important to be able to very quickly communicate what you do, whom you do it to, and how you do it when somebody asks you that important question that we all used to stutter or forget about when somebody says, hey, what do you do? And we break into that long, drawn-out talk about this is what I do, and it goes on for two or three minutes, and that's something that we really don't want to do when somebody just quickly says, so what do you do? We need to be able to quickly, concisely let someone know what we do for a living. And if it's not of interest in that particular communication, in that particular talk, to be able to communicate and you don't want to be pushy. You want to look at uh, being a pushy type of person by continually talking about something that is not of interest in that conversation. I'm not saying that what you do or what you're saying is not of interest, but it needs to be of interest within that particular conversation. And that is why it is so important for you to be talking to your target market and even narrow down to your niche. Because when you're talking to your target market, when you know who your niche is, what you're talking about will be relevant. And it's so important to know when and what to talk about. So the reason I am speaking so quickly on this is because it is so important to have your target market picked out, not only for your business, you will thrive, you will be happier to work with clients that you want to work with. Uh, nobody wants to dread those clients that are on your calendar. If you are working within your target market, 
and you know who your niche is, you will fill your calendar. You will spend more time working with clients that you like. The days will go by quicker. You will have control of your business and you will know exactly what you need to do each day and who to talk to. So if you're trying to talk to everyone, because you really haven't narrowed down your niche or your target market because you're just saying, hey, listen, I am just going to throw out the widest net possible and I'm going to bring in as many clients as I can because I just need to make money. I understand that. There's no reason that you should get rid of any clients that you have. You need to make money. You need to run your business. So that's not an issue right now. I'm not asking you to get rid of your clients. But as we progress through the podcast, through the shows, as we progress through our system, I'm going to ask you to slowly work towards your target market and work towards your niche. It will be much easier for you to get new clients. You'll fill your calendar much easier. But the great part about it is that the clients that you are going to bring into your system are going to know what to expect. They're going to love working with you because you are going to explain exactly what's happening. They're going to expect progress. You're going to know that you can help them and you're going to get paid. It's so important to do this. We're going to have systems in place as we progress through the shows. We're going to have implementing systems. We're going to really talk about how to run your entire business um, very very simply and very easily to bring in new clients. So the reason, again, we talk about target market is because we want to build a good, solid foundation of clients. Now, when I say that, it's because, again, we want to be able to bring in clients that we like, that we want to work with, especially in a market that we want to work with. Um, Submit to the process. Again, the clients that you currently have, keep them and, you know, work with them. And some of them may be you know, within that target market, you may have some clients that have things in common with your target market, with the niche that you have. Uh, it happens a lot. Uh, if you don't know what your target market is or what you want to do, it's okay. Uh, I ask you to put some thought into that because it is important to move towards your target market um, as soon as possible while you're in business. Because, uh, you know, again, we, we want to make certain that our target market is being serviced and whom we want to do that. We want to start building our name, our recognition within that industry, within that community that, hey, we are here to serve this particular niche. I can help you. So the sooner, the better that you start doing that. Uh, building uh, a unique business and following is, is so important. So having that target market, narrowing it down to the niche just makes it a lot easier. It, you know, there's an old saying that if you try to talk to everyone, no one listens. So we need to pick our target market. We need to pick our niche and start speaking to them with the right verbiage, with the light, right language that they will understand. Okay. So, Once you identify your target market, what we're going to do is we are going to find ways in which that current market is communicating. Uh, I, I like playing golf. So I usually, usually will use some golf examples 
So if my target market were golfers, I know for a fact that there are golf courses in the area. I know there's golf magazines. I know there's golf podcasts. I know that there's Facebook pages that are dedicated to golf, LinkedIn, Twitter. There are many ways for me to reach out and communicate with my target market. Uh, I can't say that if I said I want to work with people in sports, that would not be a target market. The reason being is there are so many sports out there that I would exhaust not only my resources, but all the time I had trying to run around and talk to different sport, sporting at different sporting events, different coaches, different magazines, different Facebook pages. I mean, who would I talk to and the injuries or the types of work that I would do with these players would be so sporadic that I am not doing not only myself a service, but any of my potential clients, I am doing them a disservice because I really am not specializing in what they may need. Now, obviously, I can probably help them in the same way if I pick golf and a tennis player or a bowler or a baseball player. But again, it is going to be very sporadic. I'm going to use a lot of resources if I don't narrow down who my target market is. Now, when I have a niche, so I'm going to talk about golfers again. I want to help golfers that are currently suffering from back pain. Now, my niche is golfers that are suffering from back pain. Now, it's very obvious to me that if they are suffering from pain, I'm not going to turn them away. They will probably ask me, well, um, I currently have some shoulder pain. Would, would you be able to help me? And I would say, yes, I would think I can help you. I have no problem with that. But we have to start somewhere. You can't just say, I am everything to everyone. Come to my gym and I'm going to help you. You don't want to do that. You want people to think that you are being specific to their issues that they're having. And and again, when I say that, we're not trying to trick them. You really are. You've narrowed down your market. You've narrowed down within that market to a niche. And you are going to work with golfers that have back pain. Now, after a little bit of time and you've saturated that market and you have your book and it's filled and you're working with, you know, 10, 20, 50 golfers and you say, you know what? I really learned a lot from this. You can move to a different target market and apply what you've learned or what will most likely happen when you stick out and you're an expert and you're a specialist within your field of golfers with back pain, one of those golfers or one of your clients is going to say, I know someone, and this is exactly what's going to happen. I know someone who is a professional, whatever, baseball coach, and they could use your help with a few of their players that are suffering from back pain. Now, when that happens, you have just expanded to another target market, another niche. But you didn't say that. You didn't say you're an expert in that. Someone else did. So now when you go to that professional baseball player or that professional coach and he says, hey, Jim said that you helped him. He plays golf. He's a professional golfer. You helped him greatly. Do you think you could help some of my players? You will have the ability to say, 
I work with golfers mostly, but I think I might be able to help your players. You are not promising anything. And if you end up helping that player, you're a hero. And all of a sudden you have that niche, that second niche, secondary niche, if you want it. So that's a way to expand by being an expert in the niche that you choose. There is going to become a time that it will expand on its own. You won't have to push it. You will not have to push it. There's going to be people out there that you work with that are going to be in awe of what you did for them. They're going to tell people about it and you will expand that niche if you want to. So that's the good thing about picking a target market and being able to work with the correct people and work in that niche until it expands. And that's what they call being a big fish in a small pond. Slowly, you, your practice, slowly you will grow because remember, we narrowed down your target market. We narrowed down the niche and the niche represents the small pond. So as you started getting clients and you started doing what you do, what you love to do within that sport, within that niche, within that, whatever it is, nutrition, um, you know, whatever you chose choose to do, that is the small pond. Now you become, start becoming an expert. Your clients are coming in more and more clients and you're growing. Now you're becoming that big fish in the small pond. Now that big fish is going to be invited to other ponds. I can guarantee it. And that's what's so great about narrowing down your target market to a niche. And it will happen if you know what you're doing. Now, listen, I, I, I can give you the tools, but again, it, you, you can't fake it. You really need to know what you're doing. You need to pick a target market that you are going to be an expert in. You have got to be an expert within that target market. Um, you can be learning as you're an expert in it, but you have to stay on top of education you have to be able to help the people within that target market or this will not work. Most likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you like education and you probably are an expert in that particular field that you're going to choose. So, again, that's why it's very important to choose a target market. You, you can pick multiple target markets, but I would say at the beginning, please choose one target market and then narrow it down to something small where you can grow that pond or you can grow that niche to something larger. Now you can go into tennis or you can go into baseball, football, so many different sports, soccer. But the main thing is, is to start with one so that you are able to expand and grow, but you're not doing it. See, the thing about being an expert in your field is that when someone else is introducing you or saying that you're an expert, it holds a lot more weight than you walking around saying you're an expert. If it comes from someone else, that is so much uh, higher rated, higher received to a potential client than if you walk around and say, hey, I'm an expert uh, in back pain. Do you want me to help you? Uh, so, so think about that. So as your clients are telling other people about how you've helped them, they're saying you're an expert and that will help greatly. So let's go back a little bit to your actual client. So we've, we've chosen golf as your target market. We've, we've chosen a niche of golfers with back pain. Obviously, if they have other pain, it, it will help uh, and you'll be able to help them. 
but because back pain is so prevalent in certain age groups or with golfers that it's a good, good opening to talk about. It's something good to talk about now. So when a client or a potential client is you're talking to them, um, you need to um, really identify what that biggest result would be, what, what the potential client really wants to hear. He doesn't really want to hear uh, too much industry jargon. Uh, the client is really interested in the benefits of working with you. So you don't really want to talk about the features of your practice. When a potential client comes to you or you're talking, you're at a golf outing or you're at an outing or somewhere where there's a lot of golfers and it's a, you know, your, your target market is there or you're on a web page or you're doing a webinar or a podcast show, whatever you are, whenever you're speaking to potential clients, you don't want to talk about the features of what your packages, of what your practice, of what you do. The features are not something that the potential client wants to hear about. The client wants to hear about benefits that and, and emphasize the number one benefit that you might think that client is looking for. Now, to me, a, an older golfer that has back pain, there's a few benefits that you, that you would want to talk about. One um, is would they, they would get to pay, play golf pain-free. I mean, that's huge. They would get to finish a round of golf um, without hurting, without taking uh, pain pills, um, it, which is big. Uh, you know, a golfer starts playing golf around the third hole, their back starts hurting. Most likely, they're not even going to finish the round. Or if they do finish the round, um, they are going to be hurting. There's no doubt about it. So you want to talk about the benefits. They're going to play golf more. They're going to play golf better. They're going to hit the ball farther. Um, their buddies, they'll get to play with their buddies. They'll get to be outside more. Um, there's a lot of benefits, obviously, to doing that. Then there's secondary benefits from helping them because a lot of golfers, all they think about is golf, but they don't realize that they always really have that pain. It's just only noticeable or it's noticeable more when they're playing golf. So now you talk about the subsequent pain that they have when they're around the house, when they try to do things around the house or help their wife, uh, their back hurts. So they don't really do that. They don't go on walks. They don't do things around the house, which is what their wife needs them to do or what they need to do. They don't play with their kids or their grandkids. Um, the benefits and health benefits are greatly, um, expanded. So, so not only are you talking about, Hey, listen, you know, we're going to get rid of that back pain for you, but you're giving them all the benefits of what's going to happen when you get rid of that back pain for them. So don't talk about the features, talk about the benefits of working with you. It is much more important for you to talk about the benefits. I'm not saying to, again, not saying to trick them. You can talk about the features after they sign up. Now, if they ask you some questions about how you go about doing that, don't use industry jargon. If you're talking to your other uh, practitioner friends or 
if you're in some kind of training programs and things like that, the jargon that is used in that is way above your potential client's head. You're just going to want to talk about, we're going to do some exercise, we're going to do some nutrition, we're going to do stretching, I'm going to write a few programs. What's a program? This is what a program is. Very basic. Do not get into the features as much as possible. Now, you will have to get into them at some point, but this is after they have signed up for you with you. So it is very, very important to talk about the benefits and get into the features only if they ask about So one of the other things that I love about being able to um, narrow down my market or, or know who my target market is, I go to a party and I know who's in that room. I go to a golf outing. I know who's in that room. I can change, uh, and I don't even like using this word, I can change my pitch or I can change my little information bit when somebody asks me what I do for a living. I can change it to something that helps um, describe very quickly what I can do for them. And, uh, you know, so would you say, you know, somebody at this golf event, and again, you're, this is your particular niche. You, you need to try to try to utilize this or, imp, you know, put in to your niche or your target market. I'm just using golf as an example because it is a very kind of an easy example. It's a very well-known golf is huge. It, uh, there's a lot of people that play it. Uh, it's outside, you know, people get hurt playing it, but there's a lot of sports like this. Um, but there's, there's so many other target markets and niches. Uh, it, it's, it's incredible. Um, when I work with, with my clients, uh, how quickly we can pick a target market and, and narrow it down very quick to what they want to do. And it's, it's so vast. And to me, it's kind of fun to be able to do that. So, um, you know, again, just, just a, just real quick brief. Think about when you're at a party or you're out and somebody asks you what you do. It's sometimes, um, tough to really tell people what you do without getting into this long drawn out explanation, especially if what you do is so specific to certain body parts or, you know, certain ways of doing things. Again, that jargon, that, uh, that talk, if it's way over people's heads, you try to dominant, you're trying to dumb it down. You're trying to talk about it. You're trying to talk slower and it just, it just feels awkward. So being able to have a target, targeted market, being able to narrow it down to that niche and speaking directly about benefits so when somebody asks you what you do, you say, something, hey, you know, what do you do? You say something very simple. You know, when you're playing golf and your back starts hurt after a few holes and it kind of ruins your game. Yeah, I get rid of that pain. That's it. That, that's what I do. So now if they have now, now say you say that and I'm going to say it again just to kind of reiterate and then you wait. So this is it. Um, hey, what do you do? You know when you're playing golf and your back starts hurting after a few holes? And it kind of ruins your game. I get rid of that pain. So then you wait. You don't push it. If the gentleman starts talking about football or asks you about the weather, you know he's not interested in what you do, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You didn't lose a client. You didn't do anything wrong. A lot of people think that when somebody asks them what they do and they don't get a client out of that, and then, then they said something wrong, they did something wrong, and they try to push it more. Don't be pushy. 
don't talk about it. But if it hits a chord or it hits a nerve, what you said about that, they will ask you about it. Now, they don't need your services. They will know somebody who needs them. And that's the great part about it. You're not being pushy. They say, hey, you know what? I have a friend who every time we play golf, his back's always bothering him. You have a card on you. Done. Here you go. Here's my card. Thank you very much. And you go back to talking. Go find you know, some other people to talk to. You don't need to be pushy because you're a specialist in your field. You're not looking for clients. You don't have to be pushy because you are a specialist. You work with golfers that have back pain and that's it. It's very, very important that you don't try to push the conversation if they don't sound interested. They could be very interested, but Again, people love talking, so they may just want to talk to you a little more. Maybe they want to, you know, get to know you a bit more. They want to trust you a little bit more. They just don't want to come out and say, hey, I'd love to hire you. Maybe they just want to talk some more. So don't be pushy when somebody asks you what you did. But because you are in front of your target market, it makes it much easier to get clients to talk about what you do. So that's just a little, you know, piece of um, information about when somebody's asking you what you do and you know exactly who your target market is, you know who your niche is. It makes it very easy to, to communicate with them. Just try, again, try not to be too pushy about it. So we only have a few minutes left in this show and um, we've talked about choosing a target market We've talked about narrowing it down to a certain niche. We've even talked about after you've narrowed down your market and your book or your calendar gets filled up, we've talked about how you may end up moving to a secondary target market uh, or niche by a recommendation of one of your clients. What I want to talk about real quick before we go is that when you are working within your target market, uh, you are going to be what's known going to be known as a specialist. You're going to be a specialist in your field, in your field, which is pain mitigation for golfers. Now, being able to say that holds a lot of weight. It's very important to say when somebody, again, we talked about it, when somebody asks what you do, and mitigate pain for golfers and you can go through the quick story, but don't go through the features. Talk about the benefits. 1,000%. It's all about the benefits. Features, do not change in your story. The benefits will always be talked about. So a feature is something like your program that you write, the nutrition that you give them, something that will always remain um, continuous is, is a feature. The benefits are what they're going to get out of it. So it's very important to talk about the benefits because really that's what they want to hear about. They don't want to hear about the features. Benefits, super important. Back, so back to what we were talking about. So when you are a specialist in your field, there are, there are a couple of things that I want you to get set up or start thinking about. Number one is I want you to start um, talking with other um, professionals in your industry, other practitioners, people that you can refer clients to and vice versa. So you are going to meet a lot of people that are going to want you to help them. Um, there are going to be some clients that are not in your niche. They're not in your target market. You are going to be tempted to help them. My suggestion is, unless you are desperate and need those clients, 
try not to work with them. Try to have a secondary practitioner that you can say, I don't work in the field, or you can say something like, listen, my book is filled. I can do an assessment on you or say something like, my book is filled. I have somebody I work with that will be able to help you. Here's his information, or let me get him on the phone for you right now. But have people, have professionals whom you trust that you can defer clients to. You want to be able to refer out because you're going to get a lot of clients as you become a specialist. Some you're going to want to work with and some you're going to know, even though they're your target market or they're your niche, if they seem like they're a pain in the ass or somebody who you don't want to work with, then, then hand them over to somebody else. Do not let these vampire clients run your life. And as you progress and get better in this industry, you'll know pretty quickly who they are and if you want to work with them or not. One of the clients that you won't want to work with is somebody who wants to try to whittle away at your pricing packages or your pricing. Someone who has no idea how much you can really help them, but they're already trying to get something cheaper. That's not somebody you want to work with. You want to work with people who are glad that you're going to put them on your book. Someone who is going to be able to say, thank you for putting on your book. You, you saved my life or you saved me. I, I love playing golf and I couldn't play anymore. I love playing with my grandkids. I wasn't able to go play outside with them anymore. The people that are grateful, those are the people you want on your book. So again, uh, I keep getting sidetracked because this is such a vast subject and it's so important that you see yourself as an expert, as a professional, and again, submit to this process. It may take a little bit of time. It may try you a little bit. You may think, oh my God, I'm going to turn a client away, but it works in the long run. So have some secondary people that you can refer to. As clients come in, you're going to want to refer out. And also, there's nothing wrong with this. And it, it is an issue that hopefully you'll overcome. Ask for a percentage of that referral fee. So if if you're referring to somebody and they charge $50 an hour, they charge $80 an hour, $100 an hour, whatever it is, let them know to charge 10% more. You don't want to take money out of their pocket, but you want to to get that fee, that referral fee. There's nothing wrong with it. So they charge $50, ask them to charge $55 or $60 or $65, whatever above and beyond their normal fee. There's nothing wrong with that. As soon as you do it one time, they'll understand and you won't have to ask again. But just, again, let them know that I'm going to start sending, you know, I'll let them know. I'm going to start sending you clients that I can't work with. They're not in my target market. They're not part of my niche. It sounds really good when you talk to a professional that's in the industry and you say, I get clients that come to me. If they're not my, in my target market, I want to be able to refer them to you. It really sounds like, hey, listen, this guy knows what he wants to do and he knows the clients he wants to work with. There's nothing wrong with that. For me sending you clients, I ask you to add on 10% for, for me because I am spending time talking to these clients. I am spending time looking and, you know, you're doing things that are bringing these clients to you. If you were just sitting in your office and people were walking in and you were handing them out, it's a lot different. You know, you say, hey, listen, you know, I don't need to get paid for that. But you're doing things that are going to be bringing these clients to you. 
So there's nothing wrong with you being paid for that. In some of the upcoming shows, we're going to talk a little bit about setting up this referral networks uh, and, uh, and how to pr- pr- process um, when new clients come in. Uh, we're going to talk about setting up your web page the right way to setting up forms and things that make these systems basically run themselves. I mean, down the road in some of our episodes, we're going to talk about setting up forms that when people come to your website and they're signing up for your services, that uh, if they don't answer certain questions right way or the same way, the actual referral will go right to your your partners and you can call them partners. You can set up referral networks and partners and you'll get a notice that said a client got sent over to Jim Jones from your website and you're going to find out if they signed up or not with Jim Jones. And you did, you did nothing except have that system in place. But when I say did nothing, it's because you have set yourself up as a specialist, as an expert in your particular field. And when you are an expert in any field, people want to pull you out of it. They want you to be an expert in their field. They want to ask you questions. They want your help and they want to know how you did it. So it's super important that we concentrate on narrowing down our target market to a niche and becoming that big fish in a little pond. I know it sounds crazy, but it is so important. Exponentially after that, things will just fall into place once you do that. So in some of our upcoming episodes, we are going to talk about um, how much you should charge for your services. And I can tell you, if you start listening to our podcast and you start going to these shows, be ready to raise your prices. I am going to push you to the limits. I am going to get you to charge what you are worth. And we are going to give back. There's no doubt about it. Our clients or your clients are going to get what they pay for, the 100%. But I can tell you, start being prepared. If you follow these podcasts, if you follow our steps, we'll be raising your fees soon. We're going to be filling up your calendar. It's going to be awesome. So kind of that's all I had for today's show. Um, If you have some questions, please go out to MaxStorm Coaching. And and fill out the form. Send me a question. You can uh, you can go up on iTunes and leave us a review. Leave us a rating. It would be great. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the Max Storm Coaching Podcast. Thank you Take for care. listening to the Max Storm Business Coaching Podcast. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast is brought to you by MaxStormCoaching.com. Head over to our website or social media pages and download free documents, forms, business tips, and tricks that will help take your client-based business to that next level.